Welcome to the Lighthouse Financial Advisors Money Over 50 podcast with Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Lighthouse Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50. Today, uh, here again with Michael Hogue, and he's got another topic that sounds like an infomercial. <laughs> Today, we've got turning $100 per week into $100,000. What if I were to tell you? <laughs> I knew you were going to launch into that. <laughs> um, no, uh, seriously, this, is a, this should be a, a quick hitter, yeah. a practical one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start with the premise yeah. that every single listener Okay. has a spare $100 per week yep. somewhere, including the uh, the podcast hosts. <laughs> I so, say it was more than a spare $100 per week. It gets, if I calculate, I actually did these numbers, which are a bit scary. I've got 50 bucks a week going into one punters club, 30 bucks a week going into another one. So there's 80 before you Well, start. there you go, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so, so. And everyone's probably got things like that. that yeah. I mean, that's probably not a good example because I really enjoy that. So I don't really want to give that up. But there are other things for sure Look, that, that we could both there, do. There are other things and and there's a collection of things. Yeah. So if you look at your entire budget, where say it's a list is, uh, that's longer than your arm yeah. or where you spend your money. So in, in amongst that, let's just start with the premise that we could find this money some, somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So every single person yeah. that's listening yeah. could do this from tomorrow, yeah. arguably. And so this is why, why this should actually be a, a quick podcast is that we were talking about this before we started recording that this is a, a real-life case study that, that flows through into a lot of different areas. So if you're, th- if you're sitting there thinking, I don't have a spare $100 per week, there's a heap of other podcasts we've already done talking about um, how, to, how, to, how, to, how to budget, when you should change your budget, like when you should be looking at this, how often, yes. different ways to do this, different ways to look at what you're spending, different ways to adjust that, all that kind of thing. So if, if you're starting at first, if you're stumbling straight away going, I don't think I've got a spare $100 per week, urge you to go back through it. There are many, many different podcasts talking about how to save that money in a way that isn't going to mean that you've got to, in my case, give up all of the, the fun punters club trips that you want to go on. Well, yeah, that, that, that's the thing, yeah, exactly. So, so. Um, episode three, I mean, I always bring this one up, but uh, <laughs> one of the grades, of course, uh, drive a $15,000 car to draw an extra $700 and I, I something thousand all, dollars. All of the greats are, are ones <laughs> that were your idea, mate. <laughs> But, but um, I guess that's a good example in that you might look at your budget right now and say, okay, well, I don't have a spare yeah. $100 per week, but your budget right now might include yeah. I don't know, leasing an expensive car or something yeah. like that. So, so it's, it's, it's somewhere in there. Yeah. Let's just start with that premise that there's at least yeah. $100. What I wanted to do is just to, to make it a manageable amount. It's a nice round number, $100 per week. We've looked at it for 11 years. Yeah. It didn't quite match up over 10 years. <laughs> but... Um, and, and here's how it works. So $100 per week in the hand, really, for a, someone that's on a 34.5% marginal rate of tax, yeah. it's actually $153 that they can put into their superannuation fund yep. um, because the money goes in before tax. So, so superannuation. again, to, 
again, we've recorded a heap of different podcasts about the mechanics of salary sacrifice, or before tax contributions into super, and whether yeah. you do this as a personal contribution or salary sacrifice. In this yeah. case, if you were, every week you take the top $153 of your income, yeah. and instead of paying income tax at 34.5%, so in this case, you've said someone who earns between sort of 37 and $90,000, which is yep. a fairly average wage. So they take the top $153 per week, they salary sacrifice that into their superannuation fund. What it costs yeah. them out of pocket is $100. That's right, yeah. So, so whichever way you dice it up, it's six or one and a half, a dozen or the other. Ultimately, if you salary sacrifice yeah. and claim the tax deduction at the payroll level every week, yeah. or if you claim it at the end of the year, how it works though is effectively from that $153 uh, for a 34.5% uh, marginal rate of tax um, employee or or self-employed doesn't really matter. What happens is that they're paying fifty three dollars of tax from on on that money um, at the moment because they they're, they're not you know putting any money in. Yeah. Let's let's assume this money is theoretical. They're paying fifty three dollars in tax. They're only spending a hundred dollars after okay. tax. So what we're saying is that if they if they actually push that into their superannuation fund, hey, they wouldn't need to pay the $53 of income tax. Uh, they could put $153 into their superannuation fund yep. and and have that grow for them. Now, they do pay 15% tax on the way in. Yep. 15% is a lot less than 34.5%. Yes. Um, <laughs> if we, so you don't have to be a mathematical genius to work that out. You go, if you're going to pay tax, you'd yep. rather pay it at 15% than 34.5%. Yeah, that's right. So, so if someone does that for 11 years, um, then and they get a 6.8% after tax return and after cost return on their on their superannuation uh, earnings or return rate of return or whatever you, way you want to think about that if they get a 6.8% um, net rate of return after taxes and, and everything else that $153 a week that they're able to put into their super fund which is really only $100 in the hand that they were they were collecting Grows to one hundred and five thousand dollars over eleven years. Yeah. So, so where that's useful is that eleven years really isn't that long. No. And if you're looking, uh, I mean, if you're listing, of course, most of our listeners are in their fifties. Over fifty, yeah. Um, if, if you if you're not over fifty, you're a real rule breaker and a rebel, and you're listening to money over fifty, even though you're not fifty. So yeah, that's right. That, 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 that's right. So I mean. Uh, um, ten or eleven years is a it's a short enough period of time. We always talk about ten years yeah. as it's been it's a short enough period of time to yeah, for people to stick to, to, stick to, to the strategy. Yeah. And it's just long enough for compounding to, yeah. to start yeah. to work. So here's how this works is compounding. Yeah. So I mean you put in you put in a hundred dollars per week times eleven years, you've put in a total of fifty well, it, it's cost you out of your own pocket fifty seven thousand two hundred dollars yeah. of of money that you've given up uh, that would have come to you as after-tax income. Um, I'm going to say that that fifty-seven thousand two hundred, that hundred dollars per week yeah. uh, over eleven years that you were going to get in the hand, would have just gone on on pretty much junk. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and, and you'd be sitting back at yeah. retirement going, not not necessarily where did that money goes. It's where did all of that money go? Yeah. Like it, and, it's, and it's, I actually think that's a so that's to me why I love this rule of thumb and I talk about it all the time with people because it's not about saying. Um, it's not about saying don't spend money. It's about saying no. you, you just you're just deferring that eleven years. So you can yeah. either spend, and you know, 
part two, we'd we'll do a separate podcast about what does that extra $100,000 mean in terms of income that you can draw. But, well, there, there's a heap of different, different amounts. different that ways you can, you can, do, you can that. do that. But I've actually looked at that. Oh, uh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, I mean, you tr- let's say you treat this pot of money, this extra $105,000. It's completely separate. It's completely separate to yeah. your other superannuation. Yeah. And, and we're a big believer in, well... You're not, you're not necessarily. I'm a, I'm a believer in segregating different yeah. amounts of money. Yeah. Um, so you get to retirement. You've managed to to start today. Yeah. You've put a hundred dollars a week in yeah. uh, from after tax dollars. Yep. Yeah. Which is really one hundred and fifty three dollars before tax per week yeah. that's going in from before tax dollars. Uh, you've managed to accumulate an extra hundred and five thousand dollars. Yep. At retirement, you fast forward eleven years. And you're sitting here at at your retirement with one hundred and five thousand dollars extra. Um, what I'm going to say is is that this person decides to draw an extra ten thousand dollars every year yeah. uh, to go on a holiday. Let's, yeah. let's assume um, they can draw an extra ten thousand dollars a year from that hundred and five thousand dollars for twenty four years. Yep. Yeah. And in the twenty fifth year, they can draw two thousand and sixty seven dollars before that money fully runs out. So what they've done, what they've been able to do. They've accumulated an extra hundred and five thousand dollars. They've actually been able to draw a total amount of two hundred and forty-two thousand dollars of yep. additional income, ten thousand dollars extra every year yep. uh, for twenty-four years, plus uh, two thousand and sixty-seven dollars in the twenty-fifth year. Now, the reason for that is that is that money isn't static; it yep. makes a rate of return for you. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. Well, is it the metaphor of the money getting up and going to work for you? <laughs> I, I won't say your money gets up and goes to, gets dressed and goes to work. So yeah, I mean, with that extra hundred and five thousand dollars, imagine that earning an eight percent rate of return. There, so we said six point eight percent before. Um, what we were talking about there was that it was an eight percent rate of return before tax. So yeah. your, your rate of return is taxed at fifteen percent inside your superannuation fund. An eight percent rate of return after paying the superannuation. Earnings tax yeah. or rate of return tax cuts down to six point eight percent. Hey, once you've retired, though, uh, the rules are that you can turn that your super fund into a zero percent taxed yeah. superannuation income stream. So what that really means is that you get to keep all of that eight percent rate of return. Yeah. Now. So you don't lose. It doesn't. It doesn't yeah. reduce back to six point eight percent after tax. You get to keep the whole eight percent. So. It's actually $105,589 to be exact. Uh, 8% rate of return on that, um, $8,447 is what your money makes in the first year of your retirement. You draw $10,000 out um, to go on a holiday. Um, So your balance uh, doesn't drop by $10,000. It only drops from $105,589. Yep. to $104,037. You've, you've taken, um, let's call it interest, you've taken the interest yep. on that money, $8,447. Yep. You've, you've, that's what it's earned for you. You've drawn $10,000. You've only gone backwards yeah. by a little bit. And now, that, I should just point out there as well, and you'll... you'll um, can in the, in the in- <laughs> Well, no, in the interest of uh, deferring back to previous podcasts, just just um, in the interest of... of us not being sued. Yeah. That eight percent rate of return isn't guaranteed. guaranteed. So, no, so no. there are many um, decisions yeah. to go into. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. a lot of decisions that go yeah. into this. Um, but that's but a, yeah, that's that's what we believe a high growth yeah. 
fund can achieve over time. Hey, there will be years where that That's goes amazing. backwards by yeah. 57%. But yeah, but um, in, before, before that yeah. average yeah, is, yeah. is... is, is um, but in the interest of this case study, it's a very simple one where... And what I'm thinking as I look at this is, if you break that, if we're talking about dollars per week, um, mm. you basically... $100 per week for 11 years, and you can then turn around and flick the switch and draw $200 per week, which is effectively $10,000 a year. Yep. So you basically take back out double what you put in for over double the amount of time. Yeah. So you basically, you give up $100 a week for 11 years, you draw out $200 a week for more than 22 years. Mm. So, And this is kind of what all ties back to what you're talking about. There's two parts of this, which is the the tax savings on the way in. So mm. to give up $100 per week net means you actually get to put far more than that into your superannuation fund. Mm. And then, hey, once it's inside there, you're getting a rate of return that's concessionally taxed and that it can be growing for you over the next 10 years, 11 years while you're still working and then 25 years while you retire. Yeah. So the effects of that, um, you know, that's, that's a really good simple rule of thumb that we talk about a lot is that if you can turn whatever you can free up every week it's your decision ultimately with how much you think you can afford mm. to save for your retirement or how much you want to save for your retirement but every hundred dollars per week that you give up for that last 10 11 years you can pretty much draw double that amount out throughout your retirement so yep. it makes it a lot of, like you said 10 11 years is a great time frame because you can see here the impact that makes but it's also short enough to go i can i can see that it's only it's only 11 years before I get to flick the switch and start yeah. to actually draw that out. And, and that's, to me, the motivating factor is that if you say to someone, hey, you should, you should, if you talk about this in conceptual terms, you should salary sacrifice to super to grow your retirement savings. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the least exciting, least interesting thing in the world. Well, that's why I always look at this and I say, let's imagine you took that $10,000 out every year and went on a holiday with that money. Yeah. So it, it, it just helps frame it because you are giving something up now. Yes. Yeah. But um, my, my my theory again is that is that we're all spending a hundred dollars a week somewhere. Yeah. Uh, in fact, we're spending multiple amounts of a yeah. hundred dollars yeah. a week um, where we could probably rein that in and not notice the difference yeah. to our lifestyle. Mm. Um, so if you if you if we just talk about the the original one hundred dollars per week and yeah. you and you and you say okay, well I'm going to do that, you would almost notice no, no difference to your yeah. lifestyle. For, for the next 11 years, you would notice a big difference to your lifestyle for yeah. the next 24 years yeah. because you get to draw an extra $10,000 out. Yeah. Um, and in the interest of not harming any animals, it doesn't matter how you skin that cat, <laughs> that theoretical, yeah. it doesn't matter how you skin that theoretical cat. Yeah. You can, you could say, okay, well, um, why would I want to draw out $10,000 a year for 24 years? I won't be traveling in 24 years after I've retired. Um, I'll just up that to fifteen thousand dollars a year, yeah. so you can you can draw fifteen thousand dollars a year for exactly right. um, yeah for a, for a, a substantial period of time. I don't have the exact but, figures on that. No, and, and that right like now, so that's probably part two. But the, the the big thing the thing I like about making this concrete is that it's very easy in this life with ten years to go in your working life. It's very easy for people to kind of go and, and you hear this all the time where people go, you know, I'd rather I'd rather enjoy myself now rather than save more and, and you know have more money when I'm ninety. And what we're what you're proposing here with this money on the edge is, is, is mm. like we say. If you looked at this 
with someone and they said, you know what, I know that $100 per week turns into $10,000 a year all through my retirement or it turns mm. into you know, $20,000 a year for the first 10 years of my retirement or whatever, mm. but I still just think that I want to spend that money now, then, mm. then that's fine. That's a choice that you go into making with, with your eyes open. Yeah. But I think what a lot of people don't take into account is the effects of this over over 10 and 20 years is that mm. it does it's no one saying that you can't have any fun for the next 10 years no and then have you know live this luxurious retirement but then you're actually and can't travel and don't want to do these things mm. all you're saying is just by deferring that some of those things for 10 years and you're not even saying deferring those things you're basically just saying yeah. take that hundred dollars per week that you're probably not even missing at the moment yeah just cut back on a few of those things that you're not getting any enjoyment out of mm. and and the incentive to do that is that you do get to enjoy yourself far more in, in those years of retirement so yeah i think that's a big thing for me is that we look at this in really black and white terms where we go i'm either saving everything for retirement or i'm just gonna mm. enjoy myself and not think about it and what we're big proponents of is that balance of getting the balance right between enjoy yourself now but get set up so that you can live that retirement that you want yeah, look, excellent point to make because um, at either end of the spectrum in almost anything you do in your life, it's not it's not where you want to be. No. You don't want to be at yeah. either end of the spectrum. So yeah. Yeah. this is this is still in the middle of the spectrum. Yeah. You're still and, enjoying and your life. And um, and and for me, it, it's something people could almost implement tomorrow yeah. without without um, yeah. noticing the difference. And it's not saying it's not saying that they so for some people that we meet with with 10 years to go yeah um we have to do multiples yes. of this yep. to get them to where they need to be yep let's assume though yeah um and again that's a, that's an all or nothing approach so yep. they're doing nothing now yep. we say you need to do yep. you know five, five lots of this yeah yeah <laughs> uh to get to where we, where you really need to be so some people would see that as an all or nothing okay well i, I don't want to do all of that, so I'll do nothing. So there's a middle ground, yeah, and the and the middle ground is something like this, where this is better than than what this is better than doing nothing yeah. by a long shot. And that's that's so I guess why it's it's a if you think of it again, you're talking about the siloing of, of money, where the average person average person who comes in to see it for the first time with five hundred thousand dollars, they're on track for about a million dollars in ten years time, and for most people, they probably need about one point five. And this is all very, very generic. But the beauty of this is that you can turn that, you can then frame that discussion of rather than saying, well, you need $500,000 and to do that, you need to give up $500 per week. It's then a discussion of, well, how many, how many bites of this are you willing to take? Do you, do you mm. want to do the full $500 per week to get to that 1.5 mil to live this retirement that you really, that you, that you want to? Yeah. Or... Are you proposing, and this is where it becomes a, a discussion about trade-offs, do you say, well, I don't really want to do that. I, I, can, I can see myself doing 200 or $300 per week, but I don't want to do the full 500. We'll end up in this position in 10 years' time, 11 years' time. We know what that means for retirement, and we're okay with that. That's, that's the discussion that we, that we like to have um, generally in that sort of first, second meeting with people is about... How how hard are you wanting to go here, and and what are these trade-offs? How many of, how many lots of this hundred dollars per week yeah. are you are you wanting to do? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, um, yeah, so that's really all I had to say today. It's yeah. a nice, should be a nice quick hitter. Yeah, twenty even minutes. Though we've been going for twenty <laughs> minutes. Yeah, 
Uh, no, we get we, we get started and we start yeah. talking and we <laughs> keep talking, talking, talking. So yeah, yeah. no, that's uh, I think a, a good a good simple rule of thumb for people is, and that's what I'd say the takeaway from today is not to say everyone should do a hundred dollars, but the takeaway is that you don't you don't have to. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. Every hundred dollars no. gets you an extra hundred thousand. Again, hey, and and, and I know for a fact that every single person listening, in fact, every single person, yeah. almost everywhere, yeah. has. I've, I've been to shanty towns in Africa where they probably don't. <laughs> they probably don't there. But um, anyone in Australia, who's in Australia, to anyone that's listening would generally have a hundred dollars yep. per yep. week spare somewhere. Yep. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Lighthouse Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.